Thank you for listening to the Inland Hills podcast. Through September 4th, we're in a series called At the Movies, featuring popular films the whole family will love. If you're not currently attending in-person services, now is the perfect time to jump in. Head to inlandhills.com slash planavisit for a peek at the remainder of the series and a video of the in-person experience. Unfortunately, due to copyright issues, we're not able to share the film clips that are shown on Sundays in our podcast, so attending live is the best possible experience during this series. As a result, Josh's teachings will have brief gaps between segments, but we hope you enjoy the podcast, and we hope to see you soon. At its heart, the gospel of Jesus, the story of Jesus, is a story of rescue. In John 10, Jesus declared, My purpose is to give them a rich and satisfying life. So for those of us who are far from God, or whose lives haven't turned out the way we'd hoped, Jesus shines like a lighthouse. He he pierces the darkness of our hopelessness. He beckons us to move toward him. To have hope in God is not to have some kind of like ambiguous, uncertain, anxious wish that hopefully he'll affirm our plans, but it's to recognize that he is trustworthy, that everything else will ultimately let us down, but his plan is infinitely wise, and it's good. Christian hope means that I stop betting my life and my happiness on human agency, and instead I rest in Jesus. For everyone who needs hope today, this message is for you. Perhaps you're going through an intense season at work, or you're facing financial strain. Maybe you're walking into a difficult season of your marriage or with your teenage kids. You may just feel really distant from God in this moment. Whatever your current reasons are for needing hope, Jesus is the rescuer who wants to bring encouragement to you today. Today's movie is called The Impossible, and cards on the table, truth be told, most of the people on our staff were not familiar with it. Don't worry, we're showing the Avengers next week, so if you need your superhero fix, and this is new for you, it's just around the corner, right? But I chose this film because I think it's an incredibly powerful picture of how God pursues us. This movie is based on the true story of a husband and wife, Henry and Maria, and their three sons, Lucas, Thomas, and Simon. What should have been a dream vacation in a tropical resort in Thailand turned into a nightmare when the world's most deadly natural disaster in recorded history struck. Some of you will remember this, but on December 26, 2004, an enormous earthquake triggered a series of devastating tsunamis hurling massive waves, almost 100 feet high, that eventually took the lives of over 230,000 people from 14 different countries. Can you imagine the fear and devastation you would feel after surviving something like that? The truth is, every one of us will face storms in our lives. It may be a habit we can't seem to shake, or the loss of a job. It could be a financial challenge, or a relationship that sours. So obviously, that reminds me of a story I heard recently about cows and buffaloes in Colorado. When storms hit Colorado, they almost always brew from the west, and then they roll toward the east. What cows do is really natural. They sense a storm coming from the west, and so they start to run toward the east, right? They're running away from it. The only problem with that is if you know anything about cows, you know they aren't very fast. So the storm catches up with the cows fairly quickly, and then without knowing any better, the cows just continue to try to outrun the storm. But instead of outrunning the storm, they actually run right along with the storm. What this does is it ends up maximizing the amount of pain and time and frustration they experience from that storm. They're in the rain for as long as they possibly could be in an effort to run from it. What buffalo do, on the other hand, is almost unique in the animal kingdom. Buffalo wait for the storm to cross right over the crest of the peak of the mountaintop, and then as the storm rolls over the ridge, the buffalo turn and they charge directly into the storm. 
Instead of running east away from the storm, they run west directly at the storm. By running at the storm, they run straight through it and they minimize the amount of pain and time and frustration they experience from that storm. So the question isn't, will we face storms? We will. The question is, what will we do when we face storms? Will we be willing to experience short-term financial pain so that we can save years of paying off debt? Will we be willing to end a toxic relationship, which can obviously be super painful, so that the toxic person can't hurt us repeatedly in the long run? Will we choose to turn to God and acknowledge our own insufficiency to navigate these storms alone, or will we stubbornly deny that there's a problem until all we've ensured is that the storm will drag out longer? The choices we make in the midst of our storms often determine the length with which we must endure them. In this next scene, Maria and her son Lucas have a difficult decision to make. Should they do what most people would do, focus on surviving and taking care of themselves? Or should they look beyond their own needs and help someone else who's in trouble? Maria's compassion gets to me every time, if it's the last thing we do. For those of us who are followers of Jesus, we need to have the same compassion that Maria shows here. Inland Hills Church has, since its very beginning, been fueled by a desire to reach people who are lost and far from God. It's why our vision is to inspire people to find life by following Jesus. And, and here's the great news. There's always more life to be found. The closer you start to follow Jesus, the more you'll discover like, oh, another level. Oh, another level. And while corporately this has always been important to our church, we have to make it individually important to us as well. For those of us who call Inland Hills their church home, Maria's compassion should serve as a stark reminder that we're to constantly be inviting other people into the fold. We're to find people who are going through a storm, our family, our friends, our co-workers, our neighbors, and we are to encourage them through our relationship with Jesus so that they may connect with him also. It doesn't have to be complicated, by the way. A lot of times we blow it up to be way more complicated than it is. We can pray for them. We can invite them to come to church with us. Did I mention we're watching the Avengers next week? We can have a conversation with them, or we can invite them to dinner. You really can make a difference in the lives of the people around you. A few weeks ago, I was talking to someone in our congregation who has a sister that walked away from being part of a church many years ago. Like a lot of us, she'd had a bad experience in a church before, and she understandably felt like she just didn't want to be a part of something that was unhealthy. So the young woman I was talking to got up the courage recently to invite her sister to Inland Hills Church. Her sister had been going through a challenging time, a storm of her own, and she ended up agreeing it might be a good idea to give it a try. What happened next shocked her. Her sister actually enjoyed being here, and she kept coming back, and then she connected with some other people here, and she's finding Jesus to be really helpful for her as she continues to navigate this storm in her life. It feels unbelievably good to know that God used you to connect someone else with Jesus. To know that not only were you faithful to God, but you truly helped someone who found exactly what they needed, exactly when they needed it. The Apostle Paul, one of the earliest leaders in the first century church, said it like this in 2 Corinthians 1, verses 3 through 4. He said, All praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. God is our merciful Father and the source of all comfort. He comforts us in all our troubles so that we can comfort others. When they are troubled, we will be able to give the same comfort God has given us. See, God can use the storms in your past to help others who are going through a similar storm now. And when we see someone else going through a storm, God can use us to connect those people to Jesus. 
It would have been really easy for Henry to have given up looking for his wife and his son. It seemed absolutely hopeless. But what seemed to strengthen his resolve was the possibility that they may be out there, that they may be in need of rescue, and that just maybe he would be able to help them. Some of us have been praying for someone we love who is far from God for a really long time. We've begged God. We've pleaded with him that our loved one would find Jesus so that he could make their life better and make them better at life. Some of you who are here today, you've actually had friends or family members praying for you for so long, not because they feel pressure to get you into their little church club, but because they've seen the difference that Jesus can make in their lives, and they want that for you because they care about you. I mean, some of you, just by your presence here today, you don't even realize this, your presence here today is an answered prayer the person who invited you. So a couple things. Christians, don't give up. Keep praying for them. Keep caring for them. As Paul teaches us in Galatians 6 verse 9, let's not get tired of doing what is good. At just the right time, we will reap a harvest of blessing if we don't give up. And non-Christians, don't be offended or upset that your Christian friends or family members or co-workers continue to invest in you, invite you, and pray for you. They've just seen the difference that God has made in their own lives, and they would love it if you could experience the same thing that they have. Such a powerful scene. Henry's spirit is almost broken, and the kindness of a stranger helps to strengthen his resolve. So he's going to keep pursuing. He's going to keep trying to rescue his wife and his son, and he is not going to give up. And that resolve reminds me of the very heart of God. Jesus told us three powerful stories in Luke chapter 15. The story of the lost sheep, the story of the lost coin, and the story of the lost son. And in all of three of these stories, the theme really is the same. It's that God is distracted by that which is lost. A pastor named Chris Hodges tells a story that one time when he was in New Orleans on vacation with a group of people, they decided to go to a fairly unsafe part of town to eat at this amazing restaurant. The food was obviously worth the risk. And so they finished up eating, and his group, he was with a fairly large group, they got up and they decided to walk down the street and have some ice cream. They were just going to eat their way down the street, basically. As they got to the ice cream parlor, he started to look around, and he realized that everybody in the group was there except his young autistic son. Somewhere in the shuffle, he had gotten displaced. So Chris started to to panic. He started to run the streets immediately. He got the whole group to spread out and look for him. And finally, he came across a a police officer who was patrolling that particular area of the district. And he ran up to him. He said, I've lost my son. I've lost my son. I've lost my son. And he said, you know, the, the police officer just didn't meet his level of panic and his level of concern. Instead, just kind of leaned back and just casually asked him, well, where was the last place that you saw him? He said, Chris was just so upset that this officer didn't seem to quite understand just how panicked and anxious he was. He said he learned something that day. He learned just what it must feel like for God to lose his children, for his children not to find their way back to him. Now, Chris did eventually find his son, and his son was fine. But he understood more than he ever had before that God is distracted by that which is lost. It didn't calm Chris down at all that he knew where everybody else in his party was. When he missed out on his son, it felt like everything was lost. That is the same point that Jesus makes in Luke chapter 15. That the shepherd will leave the 99 sheep that he knows are okay in order to find the one, God is distracted by that which is lost. And he loves you, cares for you so very deeply that he'll never stop pursuing you. He'll never give up. 
He'll keep trying to connect with you because he knows that your life will be best when you connect with your creator. I'm hoping, I'm praying, I'm believing that you realize your highest calling in life isn't just to have fun or to accumulate a lot of wealth or to accumulate a lot of stuff. But God has called you. God has called us to make a difference in this world, to be the light of the world, to let your light shine and to share the love of Jesus with people who desperately need to be found. The most important thing in life is not what you and I do, but whose lives we change. You are the light of the world. But but if you're here today and you're going through a storm and you need that light, God has his arms open wide for you and he welcomes you home. And if you're here today and you've already discovered that light, you have a relationship with God, then it continues to be up to you, up to all of us, to spread that message to others that they may connect in that same relationship. God is on a rescue mission. God is using us, those of us who have put our faith in Jesus, to join with him on the rescue mission. And if you haven't yet decided what you think about Jesus, you haven't yet connected with God, maybe you find yourself far from him, or you increasingly find yourself interested in the possibility of a spiritual journey, we just want to remind you that the door is always open. Jesus is always beckoning you to come follow after him. And the great rescuer will always pursue you. And any time you have the opportunity to turn toward him and to follow after him. Let me pray for us. Heavenly Father, we're so grateful for the fact that you love us so much that even though billions have connected with you over the years, you continue to pursue each and every one of us as if we are your most precious object. And so God, I pray that for those of us who maybe feel unloved or unworthy, or like we don't belong, that today your love and what you say about us, that we are your children, your sons and your daughters, will do something to inspire us because of who you've created us to be. I pray that it will do something to connect us with you because we desperately need the love that only you can provide us. And Lord, for those of us who have been followers of yours, maybe for many years, may we continue to share this message with others that the world may know you as we do. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Inland Hills Church Weekly Messages podcast. To learn more about Inland Hills, including info about our church ministries and ways to get involved, visit inlandhills.com. To stay up to date with our weekly messages, make sure you subscribe and leave a review so others can find our messages of hope and encouragement. Thanks again for listening. We'll catch you next week.